Hey y'all, welcome to season three, episode one of the Holler Back podcast. I'm Stacy Fugit. And I'm Billy Deverks. And today we have some very special guests. Billy, would you like to introduce them real quick? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, today our guests are uh, Jordan Collins and Corey Terry with the Hymancast podcast at the uh, Hyman Settlement School. We're excited to have this collaborative episode with Holler Back and uh, Hymancast, and I already know it's going to be great. Uh, do y'all mind introducing yourselves a little bit to the audience? Uh, my name is Corey Terry, and uh, I am the social enterprises director here at the Hyman Settlement School. Uh, so I uh, work on things that uh, sort of try to bring in money for the settlement school uh, through uh, profit-seeking efforts, um, uh, such as our farm efforts that we have here, maintain our farm and greenhouses and uh, craft shop and uh, the makery program that we have online and things of that sort. Uh, yeah, happy to be here with you guys. And I'm uh, Jordan Collins. I'm the communications and engagement coordinator for here at the school. Uh, my main my main job here is to help with the Reading Corps program, recruit tutors, and uh, do a lot of PR stuff uh, and spend the money that Corey makes. <laughs> what a great duo. One of them makes the money and one of them spends it. <laughs> Got to. Well, yeah, we're glad to have you all. Um, Billy, maybe you could take a page out of their book and make the money and let me spend it. Um, so this is something that we always ask our guests. How did you all find yourself at the Hyman Settlement School doing what you're doing? Well, you know, I started as a summer intern while I was in college. Uh, I was living in Leslie County, so I was, you know, 40, 40 minute drive from here. And, uh, you know, it just started as just a job to make money. and then. Uh, it really just, uh, just kind of grew when I, you know, got exposed to the dyslexia program and you see these kids that uh, are, for the most part, disadvantaged because schools don't know how to handle those uh, learning differences. And you see, for like, for the first time that they really gained an inspiration for learning. And that's really just what kind of drew me into the school and keeps me here today. It's just being involved with that process. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I actually grew up here in Hyman about five minutes down the road in the Cary community. And uh, interestingly, I never really knew what the settlement school was when I was growing up. Um, I, I remember uh, driving by here and seeing the big ginormous building, which is the Catherine Pettit Apartments, and, uh, which I actually ended up living in at one point, uh, and, thinking, and thinking, what the world is that place? And I remember asking my mom what it was, and she would say the settlement school. Um, I actually didn't really learn about the settlement school until I was away at college, uh, living in Louisville. Um, I was up there going to the Southern Baptist Seminary and uh, uh, actually got interested in it uh, because I was uh, interested in farming and the uh, local foods and that sort of thing while I was in Louisville and learned about the Grow Appalachia program that the settlement school was doing at the time, which we're still doing, but it was just getting started then. And I uh, thought, you know, that would be a cool thing to get involved in because I was looking to move home. I was tired of the city life. Um, so, yeah, once we moved, I moved back in 2014 and uh, actually uh, got started working here uh, in 2015 uh, by cutting grass and doing the maintenance and that sort of thing. Uh, and then that eventually worked its way into another position. It was an AmeriCorps uh, VISTA position that I actually did for three years. Um, not that I really wanted to do an AmeriCorps position for three years, but what, what are you talking about, Corey? AmeriCorps is great. Join uh, AmeriCorps. I, well, it was fine, but I just didn't get paid a lot. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, but I really wanted to stick around here and I was waiting on, uh, you know, something to come open that would be full time and and salary and that sort of thing. And uh, actually, we started doing the our farm food waste program that started growing. Uh, we were leasing a farm and um, I actually started doing that while I was still doing my VISTA position, because I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and uh, eventually worked my way into the farm manager position, uh, which has now turned into the social enterprises director. Um, so yeah, just keep, they just keep, they can't get rid of me. So they just give me another job. That's, I, that's had a, <laughs> I had a similar experience growing up in Knott County. I grew up over on Beaver. Yeah. So, you know, I was over the hill. And um, our, our farm was actually in Beaver up in Punchin. Really? Yeah. Whenever I was younger, I'd go to Hyman to go to save a lot. Or <laughs> if I went over to uh, the courthouse and stuff, I remembered seeing driving by the settlement school and not knowing what it is. And I also wasn't aware of a lot of the stuff going on down in Hyman with the settlement school and the Appalachian Artisan Center until I was in college. And uh, me and Christy Boyd, 
we're talking about that on a previous episode last season about how there's so much going on in Knott County and not a whole lot of people know about it, even the people that, that live in the county. Yeah. We try to do a better job about that every day, but it's, you know. Yeah, I think that, that effort's grown uh, tremendously just in the past few years, um, especially through like our Grow Appalachia program that gets a lot of people involved uh, from the community. Uh, before the coronavirus, you know, there would be weekly or I guess it's biweekly meetings here on campus, uh, people in the community coming here to learn how to grow their gardens and, and all that good stuff. Um, so that's that was one thing that was really uh, getting people across the bridge, as we like to say here at the settlement school. Um, we also used to do uh, community dinners, um, uh, I guess like two or three times a month before the coronavirus hit. And, you know, those were all good things that was getting people involved. God, I miss community dinners. Um, yeah. I also did AmeriCorps after my freshman year of college. And so uh, this isn't an AmeriCorps hate podcast, but like <laughs> maybe, maybe for the payment. Uh, because if I would have been living at home, I would have been under a bridge somewhere because yeah. the pay was not sufficient. Uh, but yeah. I had fun nonetheless. I worked with great people. So yeah, and I, I got it in Hazard. So I, I got to defend AmeriCorps because that's my job. But it's uh, you know, it's it doesn't pay much, but it's about the service. It's about giving back to your community, you know. And that's what I loved about it. And also, like, I think a really cool thing is the education awards that they give. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I was able to purchase my laptop because of AmeriCorps. So, um, yeah. And all, honestly, that's the most fun that I've had in any summer between semesters of college. So, uh, not an AmeriCorps hate, hate podcast. Um, where oh, do not you at all. yeah, no. If you want to join the AmeriCorps, <laughs> just go ahead and email me at jordanethyman.org. Going to go ahead and put a plug in there. Yeah, absolutely. You should. Um, I'm There's looking a... for a job after graduation, uh, so I may email you, Jordan. Who knows? <laughs> hey, um, I was here. <laughs> you said you all, um, uh, Corey specifically said that, you know, he was looking for something to return home to full time. Where did you all go to college? I went to UK, you know, me, me and Billy were talking about that before we got started, you know, and it's, I was, com I was a communication major there. I went through the Robinson program and ended up there, uh, my scholarship. And, you know, I took it back here, took my communications and decided to put it back to, put it back to work where I come from. So. Awesome. And I went to, it was called Boyce College. It was the undergraduate level of the S Southern Baptist Theological Seminary up in Louisville. Um, I actually am still going to school at the moment. Uh, I got married very young and had kids. So uh, that, that whole process has gone very slow for me. Uh, so I, was, I started out doing a biblical and theological studies degree. I got an associate's in that. Uh, but right now I'm finishing up a business leadership degree through Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's awesome. Yeah. Does it mean a lot to you all to be able to take uh, what you've learned outside of the region and bring it back and and try to do great things with oh, yeah. the I experience mean, you gained. I would say, you know, taking, you know, getting a degree at UK and bringing it back here. I mean, that's, that's of great value to me because, you know, a lot of people overlook this community and they, and I wanted, I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of give back in a way and just kind of show people the great things that happen here, you know, well, you know, cause I grew up here and I know some of the great things. So just trying to expose people to that. Yeah. And, I've always thought, you know, it's like a lot of my friends from high school live away from here and uh, just think it's such an honor to be able to come back and and try to contribute. Um, not that I like I don't, I don't really feel like I learned like all that. Like, I don't really see how what I learned in college is applying right now in my life. But, uh, yeah, it's good to bring it back and, and be able to serve the community. And um, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So it's, it's good to be here. Well, y'all are doing great because that was something else I wanted to bring up earlier when we were talking about uh, people not really knowing about what's going on there. That's changing a lot now. Um, you, you Google anything about um, things being done in Appalachia, honestly, you could go that broad and Hyman Settlement School and Appalachian Artisan Center could come up. And uh, that's, that's really important to get the name out there and what you're doing. And also whoever has done the website, for the Hammond Settlement School. Yeah, got like to give the credit to Josh on that one. Josh Mullins, he's our advancement director. We've all had our hand in it, though. Oh, yeah, we've all had a hand in it, but <laughs> he's very much the spearhead on that. Yes, yes. Josh Mullins is a uh, 
website building. He's not a, I don't know if he's a guru, but I think he is a guru. He wouldn't consider himself that. I would consider myself a disciple of the guru. So, yeah. He, um, I, I got to know him whenever I done a uh, 4-H science academy. Yeah, yeah. He was like, that sound, sounded familiar to me. I was like, I think that I know a Josh Mullins, but okay, 4-H makes, makes more sense. Yeah, he's a really good he's a Perry guy. County like native too. Yeah. Queen City of the Mountains, baby. So, uh, what made you all want to start Harmony Cast? And Corey was mostly the starter of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It's kind of been an idea that I've had for a while, um, and I've actually I, I never never did have somebody to do it with. I'm a socially awkward person, uh, so I knew I wasn't going to do it by myself because it would be a complete failure. Um, but and I just don't care what I say most of the time. So. Yeah. So uh, when Jordan came along, uh, you know, there was one day. That we were sitting there on the couch in the office and uh, just it just it just started. He said, "Let's um, do a Hyman cast." I'm like, "Let's yeah. do it." So uh, and I was like, "How are we going to get equipment for it?" And Josh was like, "I'm writing a grant right now. We could put it in there." He's like, "Okay." So uh, like within that week, I was ordering all this equipment and uh, things just coming together. Um, but yeah, it was an idea that I had for a while just. Uh, to get the word about the Hyman Settlement School out there um, and highlight the people and the things that we do here um, in a different way that I think is um, obviously podcasting has grown tremendously um, through the years. I mean, there's a podcast about everything now. Yeah, especially the pandemic, too. It seems like everybody's yeah. podcasting. Yeah, I think the timing of it was awesome, too, just in the pandemic and giving people a way to, uh, I guess, like have a sort of inside look at what's going on and, uh, you know, hear the conversations that we're having uh, instead of, you know, just seeing what's put out on Facebook or, you know, the, the standard things that people see. Um, yeah, just to have a deeper connection um, and a more authentic and real way to talk about what we do here. That's awesome. Yeah, the way that our podcast started, um, it was actually kind of a joke that because like you, Jordan, I just don't care what I say and I love to talk and like whatever. Um, I think that I would have recorded a podcast anyways during quarantine just because I think that I could talk to a wall. I did speech and debate with Billy in high school. So um, we kind of been a duo for a hot minute, but um, we were kind of joking about it. And I work at the Appalachian Center and uh, Billy and I both have minors in Appalachian studies. And so we um, were just talking about it. I was talking about it in front of Dr. Catherine Engel, who is the associate director. Um, she was like, yeah, you should do that. And then we were just like, oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> kind of started off as a joke, but glad we, we got to do it just because like you all, it's giving an inside look to the positive things going on in Appalachia, you know? Um, yeah. So what going a little bit broader here, what impact um, have settlement schools had on the rural Appalachian regions in general? And like, more specifically, how have they served the communities they reside in? Okay, I mean, recently, you know, we've had the dyslexia program for, uh, I think it's about been about three decades at this point. And uh, most recently, we've expanded, a, we've got a reading core grant through AmeriCorps. And uh, so we've been able to expand into Perry County and Leslie County and reach more schools there and, you know, really give the services to uh, kids who have dyslexia and uh, help them get to grade level and, you know, kind of overcome and learn coping mechanisms to uh, deal with that learning difference. We also have our traditional arts program now, and we have Sarah Kate, who does a great job. She does her, does her little ditty that we usually play in the beginning of our podcast, and she's uh She's with she's with kids right now, actually doing a pick and bow, and she's you know kind of exploring the culture and the you know diversity of Hyman, Kentucky, and Appalachia as a whole. And then Corey does, yeah, I'm, I'm, that. I'm, in, I'm involved in a little bit of everything now um, with my job change, uh, so it kind of encompasses traditional arts in a way, and and foodways, and um, and. Uh, it, the other thing, education, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. The, no, the literary is what I'm thinking. Uh, literary aspects of what we do. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if your question was talking more about like the, is it like the history and how the settlement schools uh, got started in the communities or is it? Yeah, you can go right either way with it, honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I guess dating back to the founding of the settlement school, uh, the, settle the Hyman Settlement School was the first rural settlement school uh, in the country, you know, so it's kind of based off those, uh, what are they called? The 
the whole not the whole house but the I don't, I don't I, i'm a little rusty on this history but you know like the the settlement schools that would be like in chicago and those sorts of things they would um it was based off that um so they kind of came in here as one of the first like educational um institutions um and uh brought uh schools to the mountains um and where education was lacking uh and also just and brought a lot of like um cultural things as well it's like you know these people that the founders of the settlement school maystone and catherine pettit uh they were from lexington and louisville and came here to teach uh, but they didn't you know being city folk didn't come in here and, and try to like change the mountain folks ways they you know uh, sort of tried to lift up the cultural traditions that we had, our music, our crafts, and uh, did a lot of teaching in that sort of uh, respect. Um, and yeah, they sort of really served as like the foundational community um, center in uh, here in Hyman and also Pine Mountain Settlement School was later founded by uh, Catherine Pettit um, over near Harlan. Uh, she said uh, Hyman wasn't rural enough for her, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, she was right. Pine Mountain is ooh, that's that's out there in the middle of nowhere, but uh, yeah. So it, I think the settlement school has always. I mean, what we do has has changed over the years uh, drastically from the founding, uh, but we're still sticking true to that original mission of celebrating heritage and changing lives in Central Appalachia, um, and uh, you know, constantly adapting. Uh, but we still sort of serve as that like community center um, where you know things are happening. There's education going on, um, community events and those sorts of things. Uh, so I think the settlement school movement has really brought that about for the communities that they serve in many ways. Um, and then just uh, back to what I'm doing now with like foodways and that sort of thing. Um, you know, back in the day, the settlement school, you know, had their own farm here. Uh, you know, these fields that we have down here in Hyman uh, were usually all covered in, uh, you know, gardens. Uh, they'd have dairy cows and all those sorts of things down there i wish we had some dairy cows right now uh but i'd love to get into making some cheese yeah that'd be i just really really want some raw milk um but uh so yeah we're kind of going back to that sort of thing um and growing food teaching people the traditional ways of growing food and uh and you know helping people to be more self-sufficient with their own gardens and uh yeah um and then what we're doing with our gardens here, and we have greenhouses on campus uh, that I manage, um, using those as sort of educational tools to teach people about modern ways of farming, um, and uh, and just also using it as a way to increase revenues for the settlement school to uh, continue our programs. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Also, I think that there should be a cheese phase of quarantine. Um, there was a bread making phase. But now I think we need to shift it towards a cheese. Y'all are looking at each other like, what is this? Oh, oh, I'm just waiting for Jordan to get really excited about yeah, cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, me too. Cool. Um, yeah, my nephew actually went through the dyslexia program, um, and I just watched his education. My family dynamic's really weird, so my nieces and nephews are like the same age as me because my brothers are so much older than me. Um, but that's a story for a different day. Um, but yeah, so we were in the same grade, me and my nephew actually really weird but i watched his education just completely do a 360 so um 360 180 yeah a 360 you didn't right, right back where yeah 360 is <laughs> come on stacy um i'm silly today um but yeah so speaking of pine mountain settlement school i drove there one time um and i lost cell service and i didn't download it on google maps beforehand and i was just driving my radio went to static and I would, I was in a movie truly. I was just like, this is where, this is where it ends. Um, but my kind of ad lib question here is, do you all ever do like collaborations with Pine Mountain Settlement School or like what's your relationship with them? Can you do collaborations? I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, whenever I was, I was working on the Appalachian Scholars Program several years ago, that was a program that we were doing. Um, it was in conjunction with Pine Mountain Settlement School um and i went over there a few times for that and i absolutely love their campus i wish it was our campus um i mean i love our campus too but <laughs> from a farming aspect they have okay. some good land for that we don't have good land for it but we're we're figuring it out um but yeah we were working together with them on that they were starting their own sort of uh scholars program too and it was we were working in conjunction with Berea college on that project um 
but it really never came to fruition. Um, it, it did for a few years, but not in the aspects that we or the scale that we wanted it to, but yeah, but, uh, I don't really know what's going on at Pine Mountain. Now their, uh, executive director who was there at the time, um, was gone. He's doing some other things now. I actually just talked to him last week or so. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it would be great to do some things with him. There's just such a large, uh, distance gap between us. Um, which is really just a large mountain in between us. <laughs> <laughs> a large mountain. I yeah. looked up at one point and I was in kingdom come. So I was like, yeah, this is the end of the road for me. And I was 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've all got those stories of ending up on some dark back road in Appalachia someday. <laughs> driving, lost. <laughs> um, I was going to ask about a program that I think was going on whenever I was in high school. And uh, a lot of people during the summers would work at Hyman Settlement School. Um, I had a few friends that ended up working there. I can't remember what the program was, but it was just right. kind of like, like summer. summer school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah we, hire, we hire tutors every summer uh, to come teach in our dyslexia. Has, how was that impacted by COVID? You know, we're still, we're still hiring tutors. COVID really didn't stop us. We took this grant. We hired 30 more people. They're just tutoring uh, virtually now using Zoom. Same way we're doing this podcast now. And it's kids are still getting educated. And actually, uh, over a summer program, uh, we saw better gains, uh, you know, than we did in the previous years. And I think it's just that if the parents can stay on them and uh, tutors meet with them every day, they're still going to experience that growth. So we're just moving with it, rolling with the punches. Corey, talk to us a little bit about um, the food programs that you work with. Um, are there multiple or is it just one? Uh, so it's called the food waste program okay. altogether. And there's several different little uh, aspects of that that I don't necessarily work with. Um, uh, so we've got the Grow Appalachia program. Um, Jason Bershear uh, is the one that sort of leads that up. He's the community programs director. Um, so that that works with local families um, to help them uh, grow their own gardens. So we'll go out and uh, plow their gardens for them. Uh, we supply them with seeds. Uh, sometimes we give them tools uh, about to put in a big order of compost and that sorts of thing to, to give out to uh, the members. Uh, so we have, I think about 60 members this year in Knott County. And we also branched out to Perry County this year. So we have a site there um, of people we're helping over there as well. Um, so yeah, th there's that. And then what I do with, um, the farm and greenhouses, which it's not a farm anymore per se. We used to have the farm over in the beaver community where Billy's from. Uh, but we're, we're scaling back uh, now, uh, and just doing uh, gardens here on campus. Uh, and we have our greenhouse. Uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, we just use those as educational tools. Um, we bring in, we have groups sometimes, we used to have groups come in and I would show them the greenhouses and how it works and those sorts of things. Uh, we would have canning workshops. So we would go harvest tomatoes and then bring up, we have a commercial kitchen here as well uh, that we, we would bring the students back and can tomatoes or something of that sort, make a salsa, mm -hmm. uh, teach them that sort of skill. Um, and yeah, we, we sell the produce. Uh, we, uh, in the past, we've had a CSA uh, that we would sell every week um, to members here in the community. Um, so we, we grow a variety of different things. Uh, so in the greenhouse, we have tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers. Mm -hmm. uh, we grow lettuces and kales and uh, all those sorts of greens and turnips and radishes and carrots and pretty much everything we've grown um, in some way. Uh, and then we, uh, we also take a lot of that and make value added products. So we will can our own sorts of things. Uh, we've been canning pickles uh, or cucumbers and making pickles. Mm -hmm. uh, which has been a fun thing to do. Tadpole hollow pickles is what it's called. If you're familiar with Hyman, you know where tadpole hollow is. Um, I got to make the label for that and that was lit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are they for sale? I would buy some tadpole hollow pickles. You know, you can go online to www.hyman.org and click this little button that says shop and it will take you right to our uh, shop where you can check out. And that's and two plugs. We will ship it one. straight to your door. It's Hyman what now? Dot org. Hyman.org. Um, have y'all ever considered doing any work with Knott County's FFA chapter? Um, I know they were kind of active whenever I was in high school. Uh, 
because I was I was president of it. But uh, we had a greenhouse yeah. there too, and and uh, we done a lot of stuff. Uh, taught taught kids how to drive little tractors, or taught people how to drive the tractors. Uh, basically everything from planting the seed to harvesting it, uh, selling ferns was Mr. Mobley's big thing was the ferns. Um, have you all thought about doing any work with uh, the FFA at Knox County's chapter, or if that's possible? Uh, we have in the past. Um, so they would do some plant starts for us um, and that sort of thing. Um, and also for a couple of years, uh, two of the FFA members came and worked here throughout the summer uh, with our Grow Appalachia program. So they would go out and help till the gardens and that sort of thing. Um, Jackie Johnson, I don't know if you went to school with her. And uh, Yeah, I remember her. Ashley, I can't remember Ashley's last name. Uh, yeah, but they worked here for several years. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, Mr. Mobley's not, I think he's working at the vocational school now. I don't know who the, the ag teacher is at the moment. I heard that he went yeah, to the vocational really school. Contact. We haven't really been in contact since Mobley left, but. Yeah, I, I heard he went to the vocational school, but I never really got to talk to him after that. So I have no clue what's going on as far as FFA and ag classes and stuff at Not Central. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be great to uh, work out a way to get some of them down here and do some do some farm work with me. <laughs> yeah, that'd really, uh, really get our name out there, too. Yeah. That way we're not just the – that's the Hyman Settlement School over there. Really don't know what we do. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. I feel like once people know what um, the Hyman Settlement School does, though, I feel like it's an integral part because growing up, I didn't know – what a lot of like I don't know I guess as a kid you just don't know what a lot of organizations do uh, and I was very civically involved in high school but there was still some people that were like big names in my community but I just had no idea what they did but um, when I realized I was like oh that's how that gets done you know um, so I think it's kind of like a realization factor um, good news everyone I found the pickles and they're in my car so the logo looks awesome by the way, that's coming from a political no, science. So, so take it with a grain of salt, maybe, but I think it looks pretty cool. So, <laughs> um, kind of in that same vein. Jordan as, has a very unique way. A very what? See, I think that's with a grain of salt. I said Jordan has a very unique way of, of making things on Photoshop and that sort of thing. But. I made our, you know, for the Hyman cast, I drew our, our little uh, caricatures. Yeah, he drew our faces. And Corey loved them at the time too. I just like the ones that are on the website. Yeah, yeah. those are awesome. Yeah. I've seen those. That was really cool. He wants yeah, one. Yeah, I'll sell you one. I do characters <laughs> on the side too. Plug he also it. does nothing for. <laughs> yeah, I do nothing for free. Please, you gotta know your work. Character <laughs> website. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have one, but if you want to, <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll just shoot you an email to the same email that you mentioned. Right. <laughs> That's good. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, in the same vein as like if you work with FFA or not, I was kind of wondering because whenever um, Corey was talking about the food waste program, like some of it sounded like stuff that 4-H would do. Um, have you all ever collaborated with them at all? Um, trying to think. That's not really my area. <laughs> I know uh, with our extension agent, Chad Conway, we work closely with him. Um, in terms of like 4-H, I'm not sure what we've done in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we have a lot of crossover. Really. Yeah, but the extension service is very involved with us, and we cross-pollinate on some programs that, and workshops that we offer with them. Yeah, I remember um, whenever I was younger and we were putting out like a big garden every year, uh, I knew Chad a little bit through the 4-H science academy that I was in. And uh, one of the things that I thought was pretty neat, and I don't know why I thought it was so neat, was literally just taking like a cup of dirt, just samples over to him, and just having them analyze the dirt. That way we knew exactly what to do. I don't know why that was so interesting to me, but that was something that was pretty fun. Yeah, I actually have the 4-H as a chicken uh, egg incubator right now i need to return to them <laughs> some i've had it for like a year now they haven't asked about it so. well now they're going to come after i'll you. take it back at some point <laughs> they also um do a lot of like giveaways with uh 
like see was it seeds i can't remember if they've done seeds too but trees i do know because we've got a few trees little saplings yeah. from them yeah they'll do uh i know they're giving out some strawberry plants like blackberry and blueberry plants right now and that sort of thing um i think they do some seed drives and we call it the the seed shower don't we that's for that, us that's the yeah, the yeah we have a think we have a seed shower and so the settlement school is uh, uh a what's called a dar school the daughters of the american revolution so there's uh, lovely ladies all across the country that uh, love to support the Hyman Settlement School, and uh, one of the ways they do that is by sending us seeds every year. So we get uh, thousands and thousands of packets of seeds coming yeah. in the mail. I go to the post office, grab a package. It's always it sounds like a rattle yeah. filled with seeds. Thank you, DA. So if you ever need seeds, we got the hookup. Are you still there, Stacy? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, it looks like it locked right. up on my end. Just beating yourself. Yeah, it said um, unstable connection, so I was, I think, frozen there for a second. But you're good to go, Billy. <laughs> well, I was going to talk a little bit about um, app studies too, and what all app studies has made me aware of, with especially with the Hammond Settlement School too. Um, there was actually a you whole. You have Ron Pian as a teacher. What? Said, so do you have Ron Pian as a teacher? one of the teachers for that uh no I, i've got i've had Catherine engel the supervisor here of appalachian studies uh, okay. yeah and um we had a whole portion of the course devoted to talking about settlement schools and the uh, hyman settlement school was talked about a little bit but i encourage a lot of, just about every student that's interested in any in any way form or fashion in appalachian studies to uh consider getting a, a minor or a certificate in it because um we get really involved in the communities too so if y'all know anybody that's going to uk that would be interested in this you can learn a lot through it about your own hometown um i'll be going to knox county in march and uh along with some other classmates and we'll be doing a creek cleanup so i'm looking forward to that that'll be pretty cool but if there's any way y'all ever wanted to try to get involved with Appalachian studies. If there's any way we could help with that, we could uh, look into it. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be fun to ha have your uh, class come down here or something and, and check things out. Stacy, if you could just place an order for some pickles. <laughs> Got an email. <laughs> okay. I feel so seen that. Yes. So the bad thing is, is that my credit card is um, saved automatically on my computer. So that's not been good for anyone that's involved. Um, oh. Except for the business and capitalism, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I have mine memorized and it has uh, cost me dearly. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait to try my pickles. Uh, we'll update and I'll probably um, include it in the synopsis of the episode. So, <laughs> um, so what do you think is next for the, oh, I'm sorry, Billy, were you done? Oh yeah, I was done. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know if I answered your question. I was, I I was, just, <laughs> I was just giving um, Appalachian, the app studies department here at UK, a shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was saying we should hook up or do some sort of uh, thing to get your class down here and we can show them around campus and have a little day about it. If it's once, once it's safe, of course. I do the tours here. So just tell them to come see me. Yeah, Jordan's professional tour guide. <laughs> well, we'll definitely run that by Dr. Engel because she loves doing like um, extra correct extracurricular trips for the Appalachian Studies class because in those classes I think where especially where the intro Appalachian Studies class is only a 200 level course some people think it will be easy um but there's actually a lot Appalachia's dense you all know that as well as we do um so she loves doing trips and things so uh we'll definitely run that by her she'll probably hoot and holler for it um <laughs> so what was my question? Oh, um, what is next for Hyman Settlement School? Would you say if you um, think of any like programs that you're going to be starting in the future or any sort of like new initiatives? What's next? That's a broad mm -hmm. question. It's an ad lib. I just thought of it. <laughs> I mean, we're just uh, we're waiting on Corona to be over first and foremost. Yeah, I'm waiting. On, uh, so we are currently without an executive director. Um, we were waiting on a new one to get hired. So anything that I could, I would say might go a completely different direction in a few months or so. Um, but uh, I think um, 
you know, we've, we've done a lot in the past several years of expanding programs, starting new initiatives. And I think at this point we are really just focusing on making those uh, programs excellent and, uh, and really uh, making them be transformative and, and life-changing and those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I don't really know in terms of, of new things we might start, but just, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, if you would ask me a month ago, I could have told you we were doing read core, but, uh, uh, I guess we could expand into further counties. You know, we're in yeah. Leslie County, we're in Perry County, maybe pushing the breath it, um, some more surrounding co- uh, counties and get those kids the services they need. Yeah. I think it'd probably look more like that. It's taking the programs that we already have, making them great and expanding into more areas and in our influence in that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, is, oh, Billy, go ahead. You unmuted yourself. Oh, I was, I was honestly distracted by the, the hymen.org shop here. <laughs> um, I see, I see, I see like a cheese board. Um, We're really cool mug. Yeah, there's all, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff on here. Okay. Apple so, butter on there, apple jelly. Um, what else is on there right now in terms of food? Uh, in terms of food, I mean, we got our uh, we got a good seasoning blend that we do here. Um, oh, yeah, our Heinemann, really good on some chicken. Our Heinemann signature spice goes good on everything, guaranteed. Yeah, it really does make some good French fries. Um, so, can I just swing by the next time I'm in Knott County? Yeah, yeah, and meet one of y'all. Where, where would I go to buy this? Just at the uh-huh. home school or meet one yeah. of y'all? Or? If you uh, you can get up with me beforehand uh, or just come into the office and find me and I will take you up to the craft shop, which is literally like right behind me on the other side of this wall. And uh, yeah, we have all the goodies in there. Because I might uh, take a tip off of y'all and start using mugs during the podcast. Oh, yeah. And yep. I see a mug with Hammond Settlement School on it. Nacho Libre mug. Yeah, there's a Hammond Settlement School mug on there. Oh, yeah. I designed that mug, too. Yeah. Look at me. What, you designed that mug? Did you uh, pick that out, or was that when we had a voting contest? Oh, yeah, about? that was the voting that contest. That was the consensus mug. So I really just want to kind of pick a graphic designer? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a graphic designer by any... He's a graphic experimenter. There we go. <laughs> I'll stick to Canva Pro, because that's what I use. I just cannot master Photoshop. Hold you know, it. it's... I'm learning my ways on it, but it is... It's a different beast. I say that. I really just started photoshopping heads on things and then it just uh, expanded from there. So making the uh, remaking uh, grocery store ads and that sort of thing oh, with yeah. his own little yeah. random things. That's, that my own little, well, that's my own side project <laughs> that we won't talk about. <laughs> well, so, is there anything that you all want to know about us or our podcast or anything like that? Yeah. Tell us about the holla back podcast. I really think you need to capitalize on that holla. <laughs> yeah i think they already have Corey. i mean you just gotta uh-huh. i mean get on every podcast just be like holla holla at you i don't know and you can play uh well, holla back girls yeah holla back girls for your intro i don't know don't, that get don't get us in trouble here guys ah uh, don't worry about it <laughs> they'll be fine gwen will never hear this this podcast so. hey, me and tate and uh our other roommate aaron we're all thinking about making a little intro and outro track a little song since we I all play instruments, good. I think I think it'd be pretty cool. What what do you what do you play, Billy? Um, a little bit of banjo, an acoustic guitar, electric guitars, um, a little bit of ukulele, strings and frets. Yeah, anything <laughs> with strings. Yeah. So my daughter's playing ukulele right now in our pick and bow program, and I've I've learned how to play a song on it myself. It was a song I already knew on guitar, but I just figured out the chords on the ukulele and played it that way. Yeah, oh, do you play guitar too? No, I don't. But oh. I, knew, <laughs> I knew four chords and a and a Christian worship song, so that's that's pretty easy stuff right there. <laughs> that's all you gotta know, right? <laughs> yeah, four chords and just play it over and over again. You're good to go. <laughs> we've uh we've had. Uh, do you know who Larry Cordo is? That name sounds familiar for some reason. Bluegrass singer, um, country songwriter. He's wrote songs for. Uh, I, I listen to heavy metal music, so it was, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Corey going to his, uh, his seminary is listening to yeah. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> we, we've had him on the podcast, and he uh, played some songs for us, and that was pretty cool. Uh, we just try to have a, a different topic every time, or if there's something cool going on, like 
at the Hyman Settlement School with Hyman Cast. Um, have those different programs as a topic and guests that can represent them well. And obviously, the best you ones get to represent credit or something for this. What? You get what extra you credit or anything for your podcast efforts? It um it counts as a like a uh, experiential course for me to go towards my minor. Mm-hmm. Stacy's not getting any credit, I don't think. Yeah. So the first semester that I did this, I actually had a different co-host. So for season one, um, it was a different co-host, and I did it for class credit then. That was last spring, but I've did it. I've done it for two semesters um, now. And so now where I work at the Appalachian Center anyways, I just get to log this with my hours. And so technically I get paid for it, but it's like 10 bucks. So yeah. Yeah, we log this on our hours too. We're salary, so it don't really yeah. matter. We just <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. matter. Well, yeah. I, went, I went home an hour early today, so I, I knew I was coming back here at six. So I, like, I just tanked it <laughs> all day. Long. That's that's something else I like about Appalachian the Appalachian Studies Department is you get credit in multiple ways not just classes oh for sure so like i'm getting six credit hours in appalachian studies this semester and i don't have a single appalachian studies like lecture course so lecture-based course you're you're probably learning from you know on the job training this way you know getting the getting to talk to the people that are actually working in appalachia instead of hearing about it on the powerpoint yeah we've we've had um crystal good then we had Christy Boyd to talk about the Appalachian Artisan Center. Um, we, have her. We, should, we should get her on one time. Have y'all not had her on there yet? No, not no. yet. What about Doug Nasal Road? We haven't had him on here either. We were working on that too. Yeah. <laughs> we oh. just so I, many. Yeah. We only do it every other week. So, and we've, I guess we started in October and just trying to get, well, so far it's been a lot of like settlement school people mm-hmm. uh, or tutors and, and or events that are coming up. We talk about those, um, so like the Appalachian Writers Workshop. So yeah, we're we're trying to get get to people, but like I, 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 I we could probably do it every week. I also don't have the time for that. Yeah, um, this is kind of our so side gig. I thought, yeah. you know, uh, you could get more people in that way, but you know, spreading it out might take a little longer, but we'll get there. We'll get to them. Doug's story. Doug's story is really cool. I interviewed him for. Uh, I took a a music course that also went towards my Appalachian studies uh, minor um, about Appalachian music. Mm. And uh, for that, the uh, research project at the end, it could have just been a performance or a paper, but I chose to do like an interview and I interviewed Doug Nasal Road. He's got a really cool story and he's doing some really cool things as well. I um, built, I built a ukulele with Doug over, it took about a year to finish it, but I've, I've got some good I've, stuff. I've wanted to build a, a guitar with them, a guitar or a mandolin. And they do the dulcimers too. That's their signature thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is the dulcimers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually a native. It's native to Heinemann, right? That's where it starts. Sarah Kate would know more about this, but it's um native or close to it. Gene Ritchie. Gene Ritchie. Yeah, and she's from Viper, I think. I think. Are you Googling but, uh, it, Billy? <laughs> what? I said, are you Googling it? That's exactly what I'm doing. I know that look on your face. Yeah, she used to come here all the time for our Appalachian Folk Week, I think. Um, that started back in the 70s. She would always come here and play music and teach. And I think she ended up moving to New York or something at some point. I have no idea. There's so much stuff going on. Appalachian Folk Week? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little bit different now uh, than what it used to be. It used to be like this week long thing, and people would come here and learn mm-hmm. uh, instruments and dancing and all that sort of thing. But now it's kind of more of a weekend um, thing, which we haven't had in the past. We won't be having it this year, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. We were going to, and then we had to reevaluate that. And uh, our thing that's really just been a constant is our writers' workshop. You know, uh, you've probably heard of Silas House and. Uh, yeah. 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 Actually, I actually seen him today. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I think uh, that would be starstruck if I ever saw him in person. Yeah. That, that was that was really casual to talk to Silas House. I right, seen him I, earlier today. Did I just name drop? I didn't mean to. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. He said that to brag a little bit. I don't think so. Yeah, we had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. 
And it was definitely by far the most nerve, nervous I've been on a podcast. Yeah, so. I, I, was kind of <laughs> I was like, I it. can't make this terrible. So I just got to make this good. He actually See? got our, his start here at, uh, his, at Hyman with our writer's workshop. You know, he's, that's when he's, he met uh, James Steele, who, you know, was our writer in residence for a long time and mm-hmm. just kind of went up from there. He still comes back, you know, every year. So, yeah, he usually he's here about every year teaching our writer's workshop. Um, he helps us a lot with our makery program and um, finding the, the writing instructors and those sorts of things for that and the writer's week as well. So he's sort of our connection point to the, to the writer com- writing community. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, um, we are never inviting him here because, I mean, I will be a nervous wreck. So. <laughs> I usually never get nervous, but for some reason on Zoom, I do. So it's like really weird for me. Normally, I'm a really social person. Like, you can't make me stop talking. But for some reason, when I get on Zoom, I'm just a lot more quiet. And uh, that's, I, I feel like I get louder for some reason. See, I feel like I get more quiet. I wish that I could have been able to be a co-host on the podcast whenever we could use the podcast room because i feel like that would be really cool uh, especially like you're all set up oh yeah, yeah. I, I will. These microphones and headphones they just take you into a different element they make you feel powerful yeah because you hear yourself talk you're like oh yeah that sounds great i normally don't talk very much but i put these on and just i'm good to go the different person <laughs> i was kind of nervous when i sat down and saw you're all set up i was like billy these people are big time <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, they're pros. I wouldn't say we're big time, but <laughs> yeah, I've I've got these little Beats headphones from a freshman year of college, and uh, it's literally missing the the bud on this one, rear bud. So it's honest work, Billy. You know, hollerback is not much, but it is honest work. So. <laughs> I just now upgraded to a Mac. I did have an HP RIP. It's laying on my bed right now. <laughs> I'm glad you finally upgraded. Oh, it's amazing. Well, did like 2005. I was, I was oh. one of the original Apple. Look at, look at Corey over oh, here. I, Being I'm, computer I'm definitely going to boast about it. Of course, a hipster. So. I was an Apple fan before Apple was cool. Look at this. God, we just <laughs> lost 100 fans right there. <laughs> what is your all's main um, streaming platform? Do you post on Facebook or do you do SoundCloud? We use SoundCloud mostly. Uh, we've got it on Apple Podcast, and it goes to Spotify, which I've never actually been on, um, but it goes there. I guess it's there. Um, <laughs> it is. We also record the video and put it on YouTube as well. So, Awesome. Awesome. We try to spread the love out. I, I swear, I think I just heard dial-up internet. What just happened? <laughs> Somebody just got a text. I got a text on my Mac. <laughs> like rung through my ear. Like the dial of internet starting. So that's the drawback of it. <laughs> well, um, thank you all for taking the time out of your day to be here. Um, we know we scheduled it kind of late, but um, I've had a great time and I hope you all have too. Is there anything that y'all would like to plug or talk about before we go our separate ways? I think we got them all. I think yeah. we got them throughout the podcast. I'll plug the makery. Um, we we have some classes uh, coming up on the Makery right now. So the Makery is an online um, studio. Uh, it's, it, it was something we were doing before the coronavirus. Uh, so it's uh, started out doing a, like writing classes online, um, but we've kind of, we're branching it out more into foodways and traditional arts. And um, so we have some classes happening right, or coming up in March. Uh, one is hand stitching and quilting with Jen Noble Shepherd. Uh, she's going to teach everybody how to hand stitch a quilt. Um, and, uh, there's more writing classes as well. If that's your thing. Um, I don't know if I can remember the name, the titles of those they are kind of long. There's introduction to speculative fiction with Ashley Blooms introduction to writing young adult fiction, um, with Gwenda Bond and a class with Nicole Brown, um, uh, about poetry. I'm not, I can't remember the title at the moment. Um, so yeah, if those things interest you, um, Lots of good classes from Appalachian authors and artisans. Um, we have some more in the works. Uh, it'll be up in a few months or so. Working on a, a cut flower farming class with uh, Maggie Bowling of Old Home Place Farm. She would make a great interview with you uh, if you all want to check her out sometime. And um, uh, Weta Michael, we're doing a class with her. She has a cookbook coming out in April. 
uh, called Just a Few Miles South. So she'll be taking us through some recipes in her book. That's so funny. I actually emailed Maggie a couple of days ago to get her on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> great mind. She's awesome. Great mind. <laughs> I think that's um, all. So I've just seen something on the, on the shop. Yes, I'm still looking at the shop. <laughs> That's good. Um, Stay on there. Stay on there. Keep mind. A, I need to make some more money. There's a book, and I feel like is that is that a? I feel like I've seen that on something before. On the me. story is the Wi-Fi working. Hello. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. Well, yeah, y'all good. are like going in and out on me really bad <laughs> for some reason. Like everybody is. My oh, no. internet might be going out again. At least it's towards the end of the podcast, not the beginning. Um, challenge and change in Appalachia, the story of the Hyman Settlement School. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. I have it, I have it right here. Look at Corey reflection. <laughs> he said, Funny you mention it. <laughs> so, is that just t- talking all about the, the history of the Hyman Settlement School all the way up to now? Or, uh, it's it was kind of, it's kind of an older edition. So, uh, uh, when was it published? I think it was about 2001 somewhere in that area um, when it was published um so yeah it's a history from the beginning up until then okay but yeah awesome. go by i figured while i'm on here with you all i could sit here and ask questions before i, I'll, <laughs> before I'll, I buy some I'll, stuff. I, can, I can send you a discount code if you want to go buy it <laughs> okay I should have asked for a discount code for my pizza. I, I, I know i didn't think about it at that point i would have given you one <laughs> but actually i'm going <laughs> I'm glad that I, I, I might still be able to do some editing in the, in the store. No, like you're totally good. You're totally good. <laughs> I would pay $6 for a jar of homemade pickles. Yeah. So. That, I grew the pickles. by the way. That's even, even more of a touch. Yeah. I think that's like, it really enhances my consumer experience. So you talk to the guy that grew the pickles that you're eating and the guy that designed the logo. Hey, the the logo. <laughs> I'm talking to the whole production team here. <laughs> I mean, well, we, we do make a duo, so. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys again. Um, and if you ever want to collab in the future, if we can ever do anything for you, just shoot us an email. Um, and we'll shoot you an email whenever we get it uploaded to our SoundCloud. So you can check it out. And then we'll check it out on your platform. Give each other those daily streams. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right. Thank you so, all so much for having us. Oh, you're welcome. And... Um, before we leave, I just wanted to say again, the website is hymen.org and you can go to the shop and there's all kinds of cool stuff that I've been sitting here looking at. And uh, I highly recommend buying something from there. Yeah, it's all made by local artists too. So I'm just going to throw that in there real quick. Shop local. But again, uh, thanks you all for uh, coming on the, on the episode, doing a collaborative episode with us. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Billy. And I'm Stacy. And we'll holler at you later.